听，鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to Morse Read。欢迎您来到轻松调频美文阅读 ，More to Read。我是沈听。让我们在这里一起听美文，学英语。今天，让我们一起来听英国诗人约翰·米尔顿的一句话。北宋文人晏几道的一首词作《临江仙》。最后和大家分享的是美国短篇小说家欧·亨利的一篇短篇小说《Girl》，姑娘。More to read. 用文字抒发感情。用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily quote。A good book is the precious lifeblood of a master spirit, embalmed and treasured up on purpose to a life beyond life. John Milton. 一本好书是一位鸿儒的宝贵心血，是利益奉献给子孙后代的不朽珍宝。米尔顿。约翰·米尔顿出生于1608年 ，1674 年去世。英国诗人、政论家、民主斗士，其代表作有《长诗》《诗乐园》。《富乐园》和《力士参孙》。一六二五年，米尔顿入剑桥大学，并开始写诗。大学毕业后，又攻读了文学六年。一六三八年，米尔顿到欧洲游历。一六四零年，英国革命爆发，米尔顿毅然投身于革命运动之中，并发表了五本有关宗教自由的小册子。一六四四年，米尔顿又为争取言论自由而写了《论出版自由》。1649年，革命胜利后的英国成立共和国，米尔顿发表了《论国王与官吏的职权》等文，以巩固革命政权。1660年，英国封建王朝复辟，米尔顿被捕入狱，不久被释放。此后，他专心写诗。米尔顿是英国历史上伟大的艺术家，被称为英国文学史上伟大的六位诗人之一。A good book is the precious lifeblood of a master spirit, embalmed and treasured up on purpose to a life beyond life. John Milton. 一本好书是一位鸿儒的宝贵心血，是利益奉献给子孙后代的不朽珍宝。米尔顿。江仙，晏几道。梦后楼台高锁，酒醒
帘幕低垂。去年春恨却来时，落花人独立，微雨燕双飞。记得小平初见，两重心字罗衣，琵琶弦上说相思。当时明月在，曾照彩云归。Awake from dreams, I find the locked tower high. Sober from wine, I see the curtain hanging low. As last year, spring grief seems to grow. Amid the falling blooms, alone stand I. I, the fine rain. A pair of swallows fly. I still remember when I first saw pretty Ping. I, silken dress, embroidered with two hearts in a ring, revealing lovesickness by touching Peepa's string. The moon shines bright. Just as last year, it did see her, like a cloud, disappear. Griffiths，文宁朗读。英文版本由南海之声的主持人米亚牛为您朗读。燕几道出生于一零三八年，字书元，号小山，江西省晋贤县文岗镇晏殊村人。晏殊之子，宋代词人。燕几道出身名门。从小就表现出惊人的诗词天赋，十四岁参加科举考试，金榜题名，凭借《鹧鸪天》名扬天下。北宋至和二年，即公元一零五五年，晏殊去世。十七岁的晏几道结束了锦衣玉食的生活。北宋西宁七年，即公元一零七四年，晏几道的朋友郑遐因反对王安石变法而被治罪。晏几道因此受到牵连，被送进牢狱，后得以释放。晏几道和在京城等待新官职的黄庭坚走得很近，后晏几道决心远离官场，寄情于诗词创作。至宋徽宗大观四年（即一一一零年），晏几道在寂寞困顿中离世。晏几道存世的词集《小山词》收录的260首词作中，长调仅有三首。其余全为小令。
，他的诗词所表达的寓意深远，为宋代最浪漫的词作。因此，燕几道被称为北宋词坛写小令第一人。也正是因为他的创作，小令才能成为日后流行的词调体式之一。在李商隐、李煜、黄庭坚等一众曾借梦抒情的文人中，燕几道堪称其中的高手。他以梦写情的创作手法，对后世词坛产生了十分深远的影响。我们今天读到的这首词作是一首感怀旧人的名篇，本词为怀念歌女小平所作。上片写别后的孤独和刻骨相思，写的是今日；下片则追忆初见小平时的印象及小平归去时的情景，写的是去年。据作者小山词自拔所述。作者的好友沈莲书、陈君友家有莲红、平云四个歌女，词人及其好友的新词经常由他们在席间歌唱。作者和词中的小平亦曾有过一段恋情，及至后来两位好友纷纷离世，小平等人也就风飘云散，不知去向。More to read. 文字的世界，用心用心聆听。Beauty of words. 欧·亨利是美国著名的短篇小说家，美国现代短篇小说的创始人。他与契诃夫和莫泊桑并列世界三大短篇小说巨匠。短篇小说《Girl》姑娘的主角是一位来自郊区的男子哈特利，他在纽约的繁华世界里寻找自己的梦想。在他寻找的过程中，他遇见了改变他生活的人，一位他称为“姑娘”的女性。这个姑娘并非传统意义上的女性，而是一个社会底层的女酒保。她可能是一个善良、勇敢、无私的女人，但是她的身份和背景在那个时代的社会里并不被人们所接受。哈特利对姑娘产生了情感上的依赖，他试图去理解姑娘的生活，但是他的理解却始终无法超越他的社会偏见和道德判断。欧·亨利在这个故事中揭示了社会阶级的矛盾和道德的复杂性。他以哈特利的视角，让我们看到了社会底层人的生活，让我们理解了处在那样生活环境中的人的艰辛，同时也让我们看到了社会阶级的偏见和道德判断的虚伪。好，那么接下来我们就一起来读一下由欧·亨利所写的这部短篇小说《Go》，姑娘。今天我们先来读这部小说的上半部分。中文版本由轻松调频的主持人念希为您朗读。Girl by O. Henry， 姑娘，欧·亨利。In gilt letters on the ground glass of the door of room number nine sixty-two were the words, "Robbins and Hartley, Brokers." The clerks had gone. It was past five, and with the solid tramp of a drove of prize pastrons, scrub women were invading the cloud-capped twenty-story office building. A puff of red-hot air, flavored with lemon peelings, soft coal smoke, and train oil. Coming through the half-open windows. 九六二号房间磨砂玻璃上的镀金字样是罗宾斯·哈特利，经纪人。过了五点钟
，雇员们都走了，保洁女工们不生嘈杂，像一群佩尔什灰色马似的进入高耸入云的二十层的写字间大楼。荡开的窗口喷出一阵带有柠檬皮、烟煤和精油味的灼热的空气。Robins fifty. Something of an overweight beau, and addicted to first nights and hotel palm rooms, pretended to be envious of his partner's commuter's joys. Going to be something doing the humidity line tonight, he said. You out-of-town chaps will be the people, with your catedits and moonlight and lawn drinks and things out on the front porch. Hartley, twenty-nine, serious, thin, good-looking. Nervous, sighed and frowned a little. Yes, said he. We always have cool nights in Florahurst, especially in the winter. 罗宾斯年过五十，属于那种发胖的花花公子之列。他经常出席剧院的首演式和饭店的酒会，装出羡慕他的合伙人在市区工作、在郊区住家的生活。今晚又要喝酒了吧？他说：“你们这些郊区人晚上可以在月光下听蝈蝈叫，在前廊上喝酒消磨时光。”哈特利29岁，长得瘦削端正，严肃而有点神经质。他稍稍皱起眉头，叹了一口气：“是啊。”他说：“我们花岗那里的夜晚总是很凉快。” A man with an air of mystery came in the door and went up to Hartley. "I found where she lives," he announced in the portentous half whisper that makes the detective at work a marked being to his fellow men. Hartley scowled him into a state of dramatic silence and quietude. But by that time, Robbins had got his cane and set his tie pinned to his liking, and with a debonair nod, went out to his metropolitan amusements. 一个神秘兮兮的人进了门，走进哈特利身边。我查明了他的地址。他故弄玄虚的悄声说：“实际上，希望别人知道他是负有使命的侦探。”哈特利一瞪眼。不让他说下去。这时候，罗宾斯已经拿起手杖，整好领带别针，殷勤的点点头，出去找他的都市消遣了。Here is the address," said the detective in a natural tone, being deprived of an audience to foil. Hartley took the leaf torn out of the sleuth dingy memorandum book. On it were penciled the words. Vivian Arlington, number three forty one East, the street, care of Mrs. McComas. Moved there a week ago, said the detective. Now, if you want any shadowing done, Mr. Hartley, I can do as fine a job in that line as anybody in the city. It will be only seven dollars a day and expenses. Can send in a daily typewritten report, covering. You needn't go on. Interrupted the broker. It isn't a case of that kind. I merely wanted the address. How much shall I pay you? One day's work, said the sleuth. A tenner will cover it. 这就是地址。
。侦探现在不需要避人耳目，用平时的声调说：“哈特利接过侦探从记事本撕下的一页纸，上面的铅笔字是：维维恩·阿林顿，东街三百四十一号，麦科姆斯太太转。一星期前搬过去的。”侦探说：“哈特利先生，如果你需要盯梢的话。”我干的不比本市任何人差，每天只收七元，包括全部费用。我每天可以递交一份打字机打的报告，内容不必了。经纪人打断他的话说：“不是那类事，我知道地址就行了。我应该付给你多少钱？一天的话，侦探说，十元钱够了。” Hartley paid the man and dismissed him. Then he left the office and boarded a Broadway car. At the first large crosstown artery of travel, he took an eastbound car that deposited him in a decaying avenue, whose ancient structures once sheltered the pride and glory of the town. Hartley 付了钱，把那人打发走了。他离开写字间，乘上百老汇路的电车。他在横贯全市的交通线上。换成了往东区的电车，在一条曾有许多知名人士的住宅，而今已经败落的街道下了车。Walking a few squares, he came to the building that he sought. It was a new flat house, bearing carved upon its cheap stone portal its sonorous name, the Vallambrosa. Fire escapes zigzag down its front. These, laden with household goods, drying clothes, and squalling children, evicted by the midsummer heat, here and there a pale rubber plant peeped from the miscellaneous mass, as if wondering to what kingdom it belonged—vegetable, animal, or artificial. He passed several entrances to the place he was looking for. It was a new construction house. The windows on the walls were brightly lit. 仙院别墅。房子正面的防火梯曲曲折折通到楼下。防火梯上堆放着家用杂物，晾着衣服，蹲坐着被仲夏的预热驱赶到外面来的小孩这些杂乱无章的人和物中间，偶尔还有一两株灰扑扑的橡皮盆景，傻乎乎的闹不明白自己究竟属于植物、动物。Hartley pressed the McCormick button. The door latch clicked spasmodically, now hospitably, now doubt, fully, as though in anxiety whether it might be admitting friends or duns. Hartley entered and began to climb the stairs after the manner of those who seek their friends in city flat houses. Which is the manner of a boy who climbs an apple tree, stopping when he comes upon what he wants? Hartley 摁了标有麦克姆斯的电铃钮，门锁发出抽搐的咔嗒声，既有欢迎又有疑虑，似乎很想知道来客是朋友还是讨债人。Hartley 进门上楼，像在市区公寓里找人那样开始寻找。也就是像小孩爬苹果树那样，遇到想要的就停下来。On the fourth floor, he saw Vivian standing in an open door. 
she invited him inside, with a nod and a bright, genuine smile. She placed a chair for him near a window, and poised herself gracefully upon the edge of one of those Jekyll and Hyde pieces of furniture that are masked and mysteriously hooded, unguessable bolts by day, and inquisitorial racks of torture by night. Hartley cast a quick, critical, appreciative glance at her before speaking, and told himself that his taste in choosing had been flawless. 到了四楼，他看到维维恩站在一扇打开的房门口，他朝他点点头，真诚的微微一笑，请他进屋。他搬了一把椅子放在窗前，让他坐下。自己端坐在一件杰基尔·海德式的、蒙着神秘的布罩的家具上，白天猜不出那是什么东西，晚上可能成了拷问的刑具。哈特利说明来意之前，先迅速的打量他一眼，觉得自己的选择一点不错。Vivian was about twenty-one. She was of the purest Saxon type. Her hair was a ruddy golden, each filament of the neatly gathered mass shining with its own luster and delicate graduation of color. In perfect harmony were her ivory clear complexion and deep sea blue eyes that looked upon the world with the ingenuous calmness of a mermaid or the pixie of an undiscovered mountain stream. Her frame was strong and yet possessed the grace of absolute naturalness. And yet, with all her northern clearness and frankness of line and colouring, there seems to be something of the tropics in her, something of the languor in the droops of her pose, of love of ease in her ingenious complacency of satisfaction and comfort in the mere act of breathing, something that seemed to claim for her a right as a perfect work of nature to exist and be admired equally with a rare flower or some beautiful. Milk-white dove among its sober-hued companions. She was dressed in a white waist and dark skirt, that discreet masquerade of goose girl and duchess. Vivian, 二十来岁，属于那种最纯正的萨克逊类型。她的金黄色头发有点红，梳得整整齐齐，光亮的发丝带着微妙的色泽变化。她的象牙白的皮肤同湛蓝的眼睛十分和谐，眼睛像海里的美人鱼，或者人迹罕至的山涧的精灵似的，天真而娴静地望着世界。她体格强健，但具有绝对自然的优雅。尽管她的轮廓和肤色一看就是北方人，却带有某种热带地区的气息。他举手投足的姿态有点倦怠，甚至连呼吸也有心满意足和喜欢安逸的模样。这一切似乎替他要求作为完美的自然产物的生存权利，似乎主张他应该受到异花奇葩或者美丽的乳白色鸽子那样的赞美。他穿着白色背心和深色裙子。木额少女和女公爵都合适的谨慎的打扮。Vivian said Hartley, looking at her pleadingly, "You did not answer my last letter. It was only by nearly a week's search that I found where you had moved to. 
Why have you kept me in suspense when you knew how anxiously I was waiting to see you and hear from you? 维维恩，哈特利恳求似的看着他说：“你没有回复我给你的信，我差不多花了一个星期才打听到你的住址。你知道我多么盼望见到你，听到你的回音。你为什么让我干等？” The girl looked out the window dreamily. Mr. Hartley, she said hesitatingly, "I hardly know what to say to you. I realize all the advantages of your offer, and sometimes I feel sure that I could be contented with you. But again, I am doubtful. I was born a city girl, and I am afraid to bind myself to a quiet suburban life." 那姑娘恍恍惚惚地看着窗外，哈特利先生，他犹豫地说：“我简直不知道该怎么对你说。我了解你提议的全部优点，有时候我觉得应该心满意足了，但我还是拿不定主意。我从小在城市长大，担心过不惯清静的郊区生活。” My dear girl said hardly, ardently. Have I not told you that you shall have everything that your heart can desire that is in my power to give you? You shall come to the city for the theatres, for shopping, and to visit your friends as often as you care to. You can trust me, can you not? 亲爱的姑娘，哈特利热情地说，我早就说过，你想要的任何东西，只要我力所能及，我都会给你的。如果你想进城看戏。购物、看朋友，随时都可以办到。你相信我吗 ？To the fullest, she said, turning her frank eyes upon him with a smile. I know you are the kindest of men, and that the girl you get will be a lucky one. I learned all about you when I was at the Montgomerys. 我完全相信。他坦诚地瞅着他，微笑着说：“我知道你最最善良。”你找到的姑娘一定很幸运。我在蒙哥马利家的时候，已经了解你的所有情况。Ah!、Oh, exclaimed Hartley with a tender, reminiscent light in his eye. I remember well the evening I first saw you at the Montgomerys. Mrs. Montgomery was sounding your praises to me all the evening, and she hardly did you justice. I shall never forget that supper. Come, Vivian. Promise me, I want you. You'll never regret coming with me. No one else will ever give you as pleasant a home. Ah, Hartley's eyes shine out warm, even gentle light. That night in Montgomery's house, I first saw your scene. I remember it very well. Montgomery's wife was praising you all night. 我永远忘不了那顿晚餐。来吧，维维恩，答应我吧，我要你。你跟我绝对不会后悔的。谁都不会给你一个更愉快的家。The girl sighed and looked down at her folded hands. A sudden jealous suspicion seized Hartley. 那姑娘叹了一口气，低头看看她合抱的手。哈特利。突然起了妒意的疑心
感谢您收听今天的美文阅读节目。您也可以通过云听 App 在线实时收听美文阅读以及轻松调频的其他节目，并随时聆听节目回放。今天的节目就到这儿，我是沈听，我们明天见。